The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Philipson. Yes, there's HIT, Zumba, spinning, bar, boot camp, CrossFit, boxing, rowing, cycling, gymming on your own, the personal trainer, weight lift, those heavy weights. Or, um, oh crap, am I supposed to do low reps or high reps with this? I mean, that just makes your head spin. But then there's Pilates, then there's yoga. So there's Bikram, there's, which is hot yoga, Ashtanga, and some sort of hybrid on all of those things. And just about anything else that falls under the umbrella of movement and fitness. Oh, walking. Uh, duh, did I not say walking? And then, of course, going for a run. Now, I know that walking became a movement of COVID with people blasting through their 10,000 steps before lunch because it was kind of all that we could do. But getting intentional with your movement and your fitness is what we're going to talk about today. As you get up and decide how to move your body, how to start or finding what's the best fit for you and the best way that can lead you to success and it touch on every part of your body. But like, why bother? Why should you move? Hopefully, you know that you cannot exercise your way out of a bad diet. And stats like, you know, that soda that you just cracked open with the and you think, oh, this is going to taste so good. Well, with the theory of calories in, calories out, it can take four and a half miles or over an hour of regular paced walking to burn off that can of pop. Oh, and that supersized meal that you've been thinking about treating yourself to? Well, that would take a marathon a day to burn off if that became a regular pattern for you or your family. Mm, I don't know about you, but that does not sound so appealing to me. Now, I know so many people that work out so that they can eat whatever they want to without restriction. Yeah, I'd like to suggest a bit of a reframe on that. What do you say to that one, Chris? (laughs) The first person that popped into your head when you said that was me. Tell the truth. Possibly. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, the one thing mm-hmm. you talked about, the full, that supersized meal in the marathon, you're like, well, you said it doesn't sound very good to me. Well, the supersized meal sounds good to me. That sounds right. amazing. Now, the right? marathon, not so much. Yeah. I've had a few marathons at some all-you-can-eat buffets before. That the, I, Those come to mind. <laughs> not, not the marathoning there from home to the buffet and then marathoning home. That doesn't quite work. No, like no. All right. Well, oh, well, we know that exercise is good for us. It's like like that's a no brainer. Right. So your mind and your body can work better. That's really what underlies all of this. Your mind, we know, gets a rush of endorphins like that runner's high or your nervous system gets the balance to the parasympathetic to the sympathetic side of things. And you can help to tone your vagal nerve, which we talked about with Dr. Brackenshire in episode 86. 
exercise. It gives you energy. It improves your focus. Your mood helps your sleep and does help to control your appetite. Even helps prevent diabetes, cancer, heart disease, helps to keep your bones strong. So if you're in the realm of osteoporosis or osteopenia, this is essential. You know, in the time of a pandemic, you got to know that it helps your immune system work better. And if that's not enough, it helps to curb the aging process, help you look and feel better. Does that not sound like the magic bullet or that magic pill that you've been looking for? Uh huh. It does. So I don't know. I'm hope you're saying you're thinking a little bit more. And okay, okay, okay. Bring it on. <laughs> so today on Eat This with Leanne in the fifth episode of Be Intentional series. Well, it's all about movement. What is the best for you, and how you can get yourself to actually. Do it. Oh, sure. Magic bullet. But the magic bullet is about 26 miles in that direction. And it's probably hidden underneath a pile of (laughs) rubble and wrapped in cellophane and duct tape. That's where the magic bullet. Because you got to work, man. You got to work for that magic bullet. Well, you kind of do. But according to Dave Asprey, I saw a post on this a little while ago and it kind of it just resonated. It did. That moving for 20 minutes a day is said to be the minimum for for just combining some sort of high intensity a day or two and also something that's more grounding like yoga or pilates or just not so go 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 because exercise can be a stress right like we're producing there's oxidative stress that's going on that's why i'm always taking my kid boost because when i do do that level of exercise then you need to balance those kind of things but that 20 minutes a day i don't know that felt more like my speed where I used to go to classes and do like an hour of intense rowing. I don't know, that 20 minutes feels achievable and a little bit more like, you know, I I can do it. I I think I can commit to that. Now, of late, yoga has really been my thing, but oh my God, it took me years to get here. I used to run, I did weights, I box. Actually, even with with our guest today, I did probably a year and a half of boxing with a great friend of mine that I used to run with at least three times a week. We were just like exercise buddies and we did all the things. And people would say, oh my God, you look so great. You know, your body looks toned. And I don't know, it just became my body. It was just my body feeling strong. Now, I don't necessarily feel that way now, but, you know, we've been through a pandemic and not able to do all the things before. But the hardest thing is just to get motivated, is just to get up and do it and commit to it. Now, being intentional can look like, I don't know what, maybe it's yoga for you, Chris, what's your uh, level of being intentional with movement? Movement for me includes my own body weight, So I I used to be the guy who wanted to go to the gym and then I turned into the guy who wanted a home gym. So like one of those sort of stagnant units where you change the clip, the same kind of equipment you'd find in a gym. I became that guy. And then I lost all of that and just became Mm. the guy who used my my own body weight, push ups, pull ups, running. Um, And now I have a, a pair of dumbbells. And a treadmill. Mm -hmm. And that's it. There's a lot of people that have all sorts of weights at home or started using cans or big bottles of water or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But, you know, like you said, using your body weight is the epitome of resistance training, because every time we move, we've got the whole body to move with us. So it is there. So of late, I've been doing 
yoga, a 30 day. So yoga with Adrian, I'm a huge fan of her. She's so lovely. She definitely is my go-to and she just puts out, you know, she's got a bazillion subscribers and she puts out all these free versions on YouTube and I haven't even subscribed to her membership, which, you know, is not a bad thing to do. And during January, she's put out a 30 day move series. I followed that because last year I did her 30 day breathe series. And honestly, January just flew by because I was being intentional and I was focused on, all right, so there's going to be another class tomorrow. And every day I would just get up. My mat was already down and I did that. And it just became the thing. Now I'm a bit late to this because I COVID and then I was, you know, I had COVID and then I was also away at the beginning of the year, but I'm still doing it. I'm committed to it every single day. And she's great because it's only about 20 to 30 minutes max. Now my mental health needs this as much uh, as my body does. My nervous system needs it, but also my muscles do too. So in the same way, Chris, that you're focusing on your resistance training, my downward dogs and, you know, standing on one leg and not falling over. I know that those muscles in me, those stabilizing muscles in me are really, really working hard. Now, recently I was introduced to an isometric strength training system, and I'm going to talk about that more and look into that and even maybe set up an interview with an Olympic athlete and inventor to find more. So that'll maybe be in about two or three weeks. But isometric training is a contraction of a muscle without any visible movement in the angle of the joint. And I thought, hmm, well, that's really interesting because sometimes moving and making sure that you have the right posture And because I'm prone to headaches and migraines, I know that if I start to do something and I'm not holding my body right, I can just mess it up a lot more. And because we're working out at home now and you haven't got a trainer necessarily sort of showing you what to do, or you're not working out in front of a mirror and seeing what's going on or someone on a Zoom screen saying, okay, just, you know, get your shoulders down or whatever. I love the cues that's of interest to me and I'll you know and I'll see because maybe something like this because there's no impact could help your sore shoulder your sore hip or so your knee because those are the things that are stopping you from moving you kind of get into this cycle of I don't really know what to do So we'll find out a little bit more on that in a few weeks. But in the meantime, let's welcome back personal trainer and health coach, Samantha Mompetit-Quinn. She's the mom of two gorgeous girlies, just like me, and she is the founder of Sam Core Trainer. She really coaches women like 40 plus with the most comprehensive online health management program that she's put together. And she's just a blast. Oh my goodness. You got to find her on social media because she's also hilarious. She's a serial entrepreneur. She's a speaker. She's a teacher, a mentor, a course creator, and she's also an author. She's also a resident fitness expert on the Maryland Dentist show. Welcome, Sam. Thank you so much for coming back on to Eat This with Leanne to talk about being intentional and movement. Now, there are so many exercise options out there. And with a focus of being intentional with your timing, how would you suggest that people decide on what's best for them to do? So this is a great question. And so thank you very much, number one, for asking me to come back. I adore you. So I really, really appreciate it. And I love I love this whole theme of intention because um, I think it's really important. I think it's kind of a long time. It's almost like, I don't want to say long t- too late, but I'm, I'm glad that you're talking about this. 
Um, because I don't think enough people do it. So if you think about the word intention or intentional, it's about purpose, right? And being deliberate. So if yeah. you're going to do that, and maybe it's just because I'm like 51 now, you know, and things no. change, do what feels good. <laughs> you are not 51, girl. Yes, wow. I am. Yep. See, yep. now the anti-aging aspect of uh, of exercise is to- totally working on Sam. No. <laughs> Yeah, but also, yeah, but black skin certainly helps. Okay. I look at my dad's side of the family. They're all black and they all, and like, they look like younger than me. They're my aunts. (laughs) Anyways, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about intentional. Okay. So intentional movement. So really it just comes down to doing what feels good. Like, come on, if you're going to put all of this effort in, make it count and make it worth your while. But what if sitting on the couch feels good? Yeah. What if I just like lying and binge watching for 24 hours on, you know, on TV because I've got COVID, for example. Right. Okay, I get that. There is a time and a place, but you're not, you know, I'm not saying use this as an excuse for not doing anything. Because if it's something, if it's just a matter of you getting out of your head and going into action, that is what you're going to have to do. So I want you to, when I say choosing something that feels good, that's something that you've done before, that at the end you're like, oh my God, that was so amazing. I really enjoyed that, right? But, you know, if for those of you who are listening to us who are in Canada right now, when it's minus, feels like minus 500, it's hard to do that get up and go. So you almost have to act like Dorothy and click your heels, go into action first, but choose that thing that you know is going to make you feel good. Don't choose something because somebody on Instagram told you, or you saw it somewhere, you know, on TV and that, oh, they said that that is good for you. Well, what if you even hate the thought of it, right? What's the energy that you're bringing to whatever it is that you're going to do? Whereas I can hit my yoga mat every morning with mm-hmm. success because I know how long it takes me to do it. I know how I feel in the end. And that's what I focus yes. on as I get to the mat. And that's what Adrian says. You're here. You're on the mat. You've done, you've done the hardest part. Yes. The starting is always the hardest part. Yeah. Always, 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 always. And so, and when you're thinking about, and again, I guess I'm thinking about my age right now, like one of the biggest fears is injury, right? So also don't choose something that, you know, there's a potential for injury. I was walking my dogs yesterday. I could barely walk them. And there's somebody across the street, but she looked like she was about 25, just bopping along, running. And I was like, how are you doing that? (laughs) And not on your butt. (laughs) Well, but the reality is, is that she's 25 and falls. It's a big difference when somebody who's 50 who falls. Right. 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 So, you you know, that into account. Sure. Exactly. Exactly. So like I said, I'm not saying don't do anything if you don't feel like it, because a lot of us don't feel like it, especially in February when people are just done with winter. I mean, movement is so important for so many reasons. And so but what you don't want to do is wait to be motivated. I talked to two clients yesterday. It's like, I'm just not feeling motivated. I'm like, well, you know what I say about motivation. Motivation is never there when you need it because you don't need motivation while you're when you're already doing it. You need motivation when you don't feel like doing it, but then you don't feel motivated. You know what I mean? So action always supersedes motivation, but really it should be something that, you know, you have a history of something that you enjoy or maybe something that you're really interested in, but not because somebody told you you have to. If we're advising people on maybe what to do, is there like an age, like you talked about this 25 year old, you know, she's out there bopping along on the road. I, in my lifetime have run 
Um, you know, for a time we would box. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of things. You know, last year when we could for a little while, I was totally into rowing. Um, yeah. And and now I'm like, yeah, I don't know that I really feel like any of that. So is there like, is there a way to maximize the fitness depending on your age, like a, in a decade type situation? Do you ever talk about that and like what's really important depending well, on your, your age? I mean, I really feel like when you're 20, you know, that's when like, you know, how many people who are our age, me and you, like we always like, oh, I still feel, feel like I'm 20 in my brain, right? So we know that's when we felt our most vibrant. We had the most energy. That's why we could like go to the clubs and go to sleep at 2 a.m. and get up at, you know, four hours later and go to work. Like our bodies were able to do that. Right. So the thing is though, is how do we convince ourselves that this is probably the best time to really establish a good routine when it comes to your fitness? Okay. Right. So a good combination of cardio strength, try all the things um, there's all kinds of things right now. Boxing. You don't see very many young people doing Aquafit, but Aquafit's hard, man. Like that stuff is hard, especially when you're in the deep end and you actually have to keep yourself from drowning for 30 minutes. Like that shiz is hard. Try CrossFit, like try all of that stuff, right? Like the world is your oyster. Find what you like and what you don't like. I mean, really balance is key, regardless of how old you are. And I, I don't know if you, oh, you probably already touched on this. So February is heart health month. On radio, oh, okay. but, but not on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, you know, we have to remember our heart is also a muscle. So all of these things are really, really important. Developing a routine yep. for life, because then once you hit 30, I think on average, that's when most people are getting married. They're starting, you know, to have children and all this other stuff. So then, of course, all of that gets in our way. Right. of ourselves, of making ourselves a priority, right? When in, in our 20s, <laughs> let's also be realistic. We're very selfish. It's a very selfish time in our lives in our 20s. It's all about right. us, 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 me, me, me. So why don't you take that for granted and really establish a routine? Because once you do get married, have children, it's easier to have them become a part of your routine as opposed to, okay, I've got children now and, and you know I'm married or all these things. And now I'm going to start an exercise routine. Not to say it's impossible, but it certainly does make it more challenging. But also during that time, even more, like I'm hoping by this time you have figured out what works and what doesn't. If you do have children, really focusing more on core and pelvic health, especially for women, because they're yep. the ones who are, you know, got pregnant, birthed those babies. Yep. Um, and then really focusing on lifting and lifting heavy, because the thing you and I both know, and every parent on the planet knows, kids don't get lighter as they age. They right. get heavier. Right. And, you know, for those of you moms out there, like I always laugh how I used to say to myself, oh, I'm going to stop picking up my child as soon as it starts walking. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I picked up my kid till she was eight or yeah. nine. So wait a minute. Yeah. Right. As a routine, I should be taking my 18 year old and putting her in the baby born. Is that what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, and sort of mama, exactly. mama slothing it all over the house. Is that what's supposed to happen? Yes. Yes. Not quite. But the okay. thing is, is because we know we've got these kids and they do grow and they get heavy. I mean, a lot of people have a one year old that is well in excess of 20 pounds. But when yes. they're listening to a lot of these fitness influencers is like women shouldn't lift anything heavier than five pounds. I'm like, what are you talking about? We don't live in a five pound world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even the laundry basket for some, God's sake. Some, yeah, of, that up. Heavy. some of the Starbucks my kids get are over five right? pounds for crying out loud. <laughs> With all the whip a frappa stuff on top. Of oh it. my Holy. good Lord. Yeah. Half a pound oh of cinnamon, Lord. please. 
Yes, exactly. So, you know, all of this, we don't live in a light and fluffy world. So we have to lift and we have to lift heavy in this whole thing about if you lift heavy, you're going to get bulky. And I mean, we could do a whole different podcast on that. And you know that that's very untrue. But we this is when we're really starting. We have to train for life, right? Because things just get harder. They do. We're busier. All these other things are happening. So we have to train for that and prepare ourselves. And so I think it's really important to have a very good, strong focus, especially for women on strength training. Again, it does depend on your goals. And a lot of women do, you know, a lot of women, if we think about it, especially when they come to me is I want weight loss, I want weight loss. And I always say, why do you want to lose weight? I want to feel better. I want to do this and all these other things. But really, and then the the, the go-to, it's still so kind of 70s and 80s is I'm going to do cardio. Mm. Cardio is great for your heart, but it's not going to do very little when it comes to weight loss. And it's right. not going to do anything for your strength, right? And strength is really what we need. So and people are always agi- agility me, too, of being able oh, to for sure. catch yourself if you're falling yes. or, or recovery, you know, yes. having, that, having that muscle strength also drives your metabolism and your energy and how fast you're how fast your body is burning off that, you know, even though I've said exercise can't fix a bad diet, you know, you will, you will definitely having that muscle strength in there. I don't know. I, I always, when I started doing something else lately, I, as soon as my body felt strong, my, my mind felt stronger, Mm -hmm. you know, do what feels good. I I think, you know, the examples that I've offered is I feel good when I do yoga, but I also know that there's some resistance training there, but I'm not picking up my weight. So Mm -hmm. am I, you know, am I, I I don't feel necessarily as strong, but then I got to try and fit that in too. So if you're aiming for half an hour a day or some sort of movement every single day for your client, Sam, is there a structure to the week that you suggest? How many times a week should we be picking up something like super heavy intentionally? Like take your, your shopping from the supermarket and just sit there yeah. and, and, you know, do some intentional something, you know, exercise yeah. routine with that. I would that- say two to three times a week, you want to do strength. But again, because I work more with women 40 plus, so, and they're struggling with perimenopause and menopause and all these other things, it all depends on what their goals are, right? So right. if they're looking for weight loss, it's something different, but just for overall health, mental health, physical health, all the things. And, and really, um, I, I was at a conference, uh, an online conference back in November, and there was a big poll that they put across thousands of people. These people were asked, why do they want to, like, it was like, lose weight, all these things. And nobody ever said, oh, because I want to get my body fat down to this, or I want to imp- increase my resting metabolic rate, all these things that us health professionals say. Mm. The, the, the answer that was consistent across the board for all of the questions was, I just want to feel better. I want to move better. I want to sleep better. It's always just about being a little bit better than where they are. Right. Right. For me, and I think um, because I am 51 and I have no idea if I've gone through menopause, if I'm going through menopause because I no longer have a uterus. So I get my hormones tested. And yep. so far I feel pretty good, except I am starting like the memory loss talking to my assistant coach. He's like, don't you remember we talked about that? It's like, did we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And exercise, exercise helps that. Oh, it does. It does. Without a doubt. At 100%. So- there's definitely a correlation with exercise and Alzheimer's because yes. we're like, there's all these things that happen with menopause and the drop of estrogen and increase our risk of all kinds of wonderful things. And I'm being sarcastic there, but um, you know, for me, 
I really, it's really important for me to listen to my body and go with that. Because if I push myself out of something, like I said in the beginning, that I really don't want to do, I'm going to be like kind of angry at the exercise or angry at myself. And it's like, well, why did I force myself to do that thing? So right now what I do is I alternate. I move every single day. So I do a strength. The next day I do yoga. The next day I do cardio. The next day I do yoga. Then I do strength and I do it like that. And it just seems like a nice ebb and flow that's working for me right now. That can totally change. And it probably will change once we hit spring and it's warmer outside and I'm feeling more inspired to do harder things, let's say. But right now I'm feeling good with this. And it's really, really important, especially once you hit 40 and the hormones start to change because the experts, and when I say experts, I mean like doctors Mm -hmm. tell you that you're at some stage of perimenopause, you know, your your body's ability to actually manage stress is not nearly as efficient as before because progesterone, which is our kind of our ebb and flow, makes everything nice and calm. That is the, the hormone that drops first. And because most women in their 40s, it's a very stressful time in their life, just naturally, because especially if they do have children, they've got young children, they're working or they're at home, which is even harder, trying to manage their children and all the other things. So if anything, what I when you're asking me if there's any kind of prescription for mm-hmm. my clients, if you're in full-on perimenopause, I really scale back on the high-intensity exercise And I put them more into yoga, down regulation of that central nervous system that is firing all the time, just like it is over the entire planet. Thank you Mm -hmm. very much to a pandemic, Mm -hmm. but um, particularly for this age group. And I mean, I was there too, like in your forties, when things start to change, it's like, oh, you know what? I just, that means I just have to work a little bit harder. They're starting to see the pounds pack on. They're really, really stressed. I'm going to exercise. I'm just going to eat less and I'm going to exercise more, which in theory, does work up until that time, but then it begins to backfire. So, because we, I think what people also forget is even though exercise is a positive form of stress, it's still a form of stress on your body. Right. Right. So you have to listen to it. Chris, you looked like you were going to say something earlier. I did. Or ask oh, something. That's just you know? my normal, natural, uh, confused look. I got it when I was in, <laughs> when I was in grade school all the time, the teacher would stop what she was talking about, look at me and go, do you understand, Chris? And I'd go, uh-huh. And mm-hmm. the class would continue. So I think it's a natural thing for me. It's not a big deal. You know, listen, if I listened to my body, if I listened to my body, I don't know if I would ever get on the treadmill. I mean, my treadmill and I already have a tenu- tenuous relationship already. But mm-hmm. we sit and we stare at each other for at least 20 minutes to half an hour before I actually get on. Now, he never flinches. The, the, the treadmill wins every time. Damn. But I tell you, we have this relationship where it's like, I I don't like you. And then, of course, he says, I don't like you either. And but we need each other because if, you know, otherwise my ice cream slash whiskey habit would not it's not a good thing. Yeah, it's not a good thing. So, yes. But so if I listen to my body at my age, it's always a little sore or a little tired or a little off. Mm -hmm. But you also have a history of already doing that and knowing how you feel after. Uh, See, I I said that, too. Right. You want to pick something that you can say, okay what have I done before? And it works. I know it's hard. It's a slog to start. Like usually the first five to 10 minutes, especially for Leanne, like when you would run, I used to run. I hated it. I'm with you. But once I came home, I was like, look at me. And then after I was like, why are you doing to myself? 
Yeah. yeah. Like I understood, I understood the runner's high. So that's what would push me to go. But after a while though, I just hated it. So that's why I gave it up. But even still, I've been, you know, I joined my first gym when I was 18. You think I bop, like when I get up at 5.15 when my alarm goes off and it is dark and minus, I don't know, and my car is covered in snow, I'm not bopping out of bed going, oh, I can't wait to go to the gym. It is a slog 90% of the time. But I know once I walk into that gym and I start warming up, I'm like, yes, I'm here, mm-hmm. right? Because I know from my history that, and, and if I don't, I'm just, I, I am a slog all day. I'm, I'm angry at myself. I'm like, I can't believe I didn't go to the gym, you know, which is not a healthy thing to do either. Don't beat yourself up. But all I'm saying is I wouldn't decide that this is what I'm going to go run because I know my history. I don't like running. Well, I mean, hats off for having that argument with the treadmill, Chris. The treadmill. And, and, <laughs> and also just saying, all right, I'm coming. Yes, so, yes. You, know, you do get yourself up. And I like what, you know, I like what Sam said is you have that history Mm-hmm. You have the history of knowing, okay, fine. You know, and do your aches and pains feel better after you've hit oh, the treadmill? Oh, gosh, yes. Yes, yes, right. yes, yes. So I there mean, you that, go. So there you go. I mean, it's a it's a memory thing where my body goes, you yes. know what? You're going to feel better. You're going to be able to bounce you know, out of bed the next morning instead of roll out of bed the next yeah. morning. Like there, there's those exactly. little things that, that become the convincing factor. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think further to the actual doing the exercise, being intentional also, it's about putting your focus on how do I feel once I've done it and having Mm -hmm. that awareness and thinking, oh, I do actually like that. I do feel better. And I did sleep better last night. Mm -hmm. So it's like when I ask people to write a food diary and then they kind of look at it after they've got over the fact that, oh, I don't really want to give Leanne a food diary. And there's never a judgment. But by the time they give it to me, they're like, oh, I'd kind of noticed. Yeah. You know, when I when I drink late at night, even though it's great and I need my glass of wine, I actually don't sleep well afterwards. Yes. So it is as well as being intentional is also noticing how you're feeling. Because, Chris, what I'm hearing you say is I don't really want to do it. We're having this chat, but I know afterwards my aches and pains are better. You've noticed that you've correlated that you've put one plus one and that equals two for you. And that can be the motivating factor to just get you on there. The reason why I'm doing this 30 days of yoga is because when I didn't do it for two days and there was all sorts of stuff going on, um, then I just wasn't coping and I wasn't handling it as well as I know I can and just let things, you know, kind of roll off my back more so. And I was not able to do that. And it could be anything else, but I think the correlating factor was that I wasn't do I didn't do yoga on those couple of days. Yeah. So I don't overthink it. I just get up. My clothes are in a really easy spot to just grab. Um, I might have put my yoga mat out the night before or whatever, and I just actually don't think about it. Ding, 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 ding. All of those things. Yeah. You know, I, I know for me, this is why I also... Sometimes when I don't feel like it, I force myself to do the thing because I know how I'm going to feel when I don't. It absolutely impacts my entire day. Yeah. My, just my productivity, my mental state. Can I focus my body, my aches and pains, all of it. Right. And when we don't do these, something like as little as 30 minutes a day is 2%, 2% of your day, 2% of your day to move your body can make such a, a resounding impact in your entire day. Why wouldn't you do that? People spend a lot more time sitting on their phones. Do you get on the treadmill every day, Chris? Uh, no, every other day. 
I, okay. uh, I, I give myself, it's sort of that re, uh, risk reward. I don't know. I reward myself one day by not having to get on it. But then right. I, <laughs> I literally okay. only do it for 20 minutes at a time and I stop it. Like, okay, you did what you were supposed to do. Good boy. Get off. Yes. Go give yourself a nice reward and yep. go to bed. That's it. Awesome. Good it's for that you. simple. And I love that. It is that simple. Only 20 minutes. You get all these so, people on this podcast that, that makes so much sense, right? So much yep. sense. Oh, it's so simple. And it makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. So why are we all doing it if right. it makes so much sense? Exactly. Oh, God. We could have a whole other podcast on that. Just based on why well, we don't do it. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> we're human and we talk ourselves out of these things, which is where the basis of be intentional is coming from. Being intentional, Chris, you're being intentional about getting on it for 20 minutes every other day that, you know, and you're being accountable to yourself because there's people who can't do that necessarily for themselves. So that's where you got to partner up with a buddy or have you, you know, I'm going to get on the treadmill now. I'm thinking only here where we are now because you can't you can go for a walk with someone, but it really is bloody cold. So it's kind of silly to do. So (laughs) there could be all sorts of ways that you have accountability partners in doing this and if you, you know, this is your first introduction to Sam, then you can see all the videos and everything she puts out on Instagram, you know, as I'm scrolling through and then there's Sam doing, you know, talking about how to get motivated and, and all of that, then it's definitely a great, you know, she's great to follow. So what, what's your, um, what are all your handles, Sam? So people can, find- uh, at Sam core trainer, yep. my website is Sam core trainer. My Facebook is Sam core trainer. It's all Sam core trainer. Okay, perfect. Yeah, because yeah, you've got some great videos on there. And you, I think the the beauty of it is you're real about it. You're calling out like, oh my God, I just went to the gym and my legs hurt so much. Oh yeah, when I went down like, the stairs. <laughs> yeah, right? So, and they're like, oh crap, she can do it. Okay, so can I, you know? And Actually, and, I, and I think those things are really important to to call out of like, it's not just you. And my one of my latest reels is um, why, I, why I lift heavy. And ah. I, I found the audio. This is perfect because I'm constantly telling my girls, I can't wait to be a grandmother. And my husband's giving me like a cut eye going, okay, can you just wait like 20 years? Cause they're like 17 and 20. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Cause I love, love babies, love yes. them. And I found a video that says, why do I lift heaviness? Because, cause I am, my goal is to become the best grandmother. And I was like, yeah. So I can get down, pick up my grandkids. I can chase them on the playground. Absolutely. So it's interesting how, you know, as I age, my goals and my fitness have definitely changed. And now it's just about like, it truly is that term that everybody puts out there. Functional training. That's what it is. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing your expertise, Sam. And I'll have uh, a little bit more about you for anybody that missed Sam Core Trainer, um, everything.com on, on all, uh, on, on, on all the things. Sam, on all the things. Um, I will put that in the show notes on leannephillipson.com. So thanks so much for thank coming you. on again today, Sam. Thank you so much. right thank you sam that was so great and i loved i loved chris how she just you know she giggled at what you're talking about with the treadmill and you guys having that conversation (laughs) but i love how she has that love-hate relationship too yeah yeah even somebody with her with her uh background and her knowledge even she falls under the category and you said it human 
Yeah. Right. And we can't beat, beat each other up or beat ourselves up over the fact that we're human. We just and there are going to be those times where we just don't feel like it. And in fact, you probably don't feel like it more than you do feel like it. Yeah. And like Sam said about that survey as well, what do people want? They want to feel better. They want to find a smidge more happiness. They want to put their head on the pillow and know that they're going to fall asleep and then wake up tomorrow morning and not the usual, usual pattern of waking up in the night or whatever. And I'm not saying that it's a cure, but it certainly helps. So if there's anything during this Be Intentional series that we've been talking about, this is really about layering, layering towards where you want to get to. And I know I said, you know, magic pill, magic bullet off the top, but they're just, it's just not possible. And I hope that you understand that because there are still some people out there that are just looking for that. And I know that. And yes, there are all sorts of things out there that can help you take another step forward. And that's really what we're, what I'm trying to focus on in this series. Now, there are ways to find out your fitness level. There's like VO2 max, which is a measurement of your fitness level and how much oxygen you can burn per minute. There's the aura ring, that thing I have, and it tells me about my heart rate variability, Dr. B and also Jason Persaud, they've talked about that as well. And how, you know, how is your body able to adapt to stress? So well, I'll come on to that in another episode as well. But really knowing that to have a certain level of fitness can just help everything that I've talked about is really where this falls under the be intentional about your movement. Now, if working out in any way that we've mentioned so far with some sort of structure or the treadmill like Chris or yoga mat like me, it's not for you. Okay, fine. Go for a bike ride, put on some great music and just dance it out. Find some people to play basketball for or, or baseball. I mean, I go sailing in the, in the summertime and it's sociable. It's hard work. My heart rate goes through the roof. So there's all sorts of things that you can, that you can also do. And, you know, if walking is not your thing, well, that's where the accountability of meeting up for a friend with a friend and just hitting it for a brisk walk, because, you know, it's got to happen somehow. You just need to be the one to figure out how. My dad had a great, uh, a great workout routine. I never saw him actually do it, but he always suggested it to us when we were kids. He says, mm -hmm. why don't you strap on a belt made of bacon and go play at a dog park? Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. That, yeah. Yeah. And, and I never, <laughs> I was never stupid enough to do it, <laughs> but every time he said it to me, I pictured it in my head <laughs> and it would be quite the workout. <laughs> Nessie, it always wow, makes me it always makes me way, right? it always makes me wonder if my father actually loved me or or what. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I think it came from love. I really do. <laughs> well, at least it got you laughing or thinking or I don't know, something back then. That's amazing. Well, men are very visual, right? That's what we are. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm super visual. I need all all the visions, all the visions going on for sure. Oh my gosh. I, I love that. Yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is not a suggestion of eat this with Leanne. No, it's not. <laughs> no, that's Chris's contribution on the other side of things. Especially as he's like, he's got a glass of something. I'm not asking him what it is. And it's just flying around my Zoom screen. Now, I know it's not whiskey because it's clear. So I don't know what's in there. It's just water for crying out loud. Oh, my God. He's drinking water. It's I love just it. water. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. A little martini-ish water. Yeah. yeah. It's water with a couple of olives. That's what it is. <laughs> 
So again, just as I said off the top, you got to know you can't exercise your way out of a bad diet. So while we're focusing on the movement today, that does not discount the fact that you need, you know, a Mediterranean style diet if that works for you. You know, the fish, the vegetables, the greens, all the colors and all of that that you need going into your diet every single day. So just because I'm not drilling down hard on that today, just know that this is another piece of the puzzle as everything else that we've talked about, the mental health episode that we just did with my daughter, the DNA testing, the blood test results, Carolyn Munden, uh, my intuitive coach, her kicking our butts and saying, how do you get out of your own way? So all of these things really still go through to the concept of being intentional and noticing how are you doing and what of all the things that we've suggested or anything that you already know, like Sam said, you know what makes you feel better. You know how you feel after you've got on the treadmill, Chris, and that can be your motivator forward. So whatever it is, we want to hear, we want to know what that is all about. And I call a lot of these things out. Do you know that I have a regular newsletter that I send out every single week? You can sign up on leannephillipson.com and also on spartwrite.com. They're a little different, uh, the newsletters that I send out every week. And also I just, I, I comment on what people have shared with us. So it's a lovely way to connect with you by landing in your inbox every week. Also, if you're looking to work together, I've had a lot of people reach out. It's January or now February. So that happens a lot. I'm full at the moment, but you can definitely get yourself on the wait list. You can reach out on Leanne Phillipson and SproutWrite handles on all social media. Head over to SproutWrite.com. Like, share, comment on these episodes so that everybody else knows that it's worthy of their time, maybe while they're doing a little bit of movement. We'll see you again next week. I'll turn up in your earbuds or wherever it happens to be. And please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time.